All right, welcome to M Talk, the Millennial Show. This is Vincent Ellis White. I am your host, my co-host. All right, it's the controversial one, aka Stay Away from McDonald's, Hoy Kuwaku Simmons. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at actually I changed my Instagram handle, guys. Praise the Lord, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting on that one. So I changed my Instagram handle. If you would like to follow me, you want to put in uh, Hoy H O Y C underscore Kuwaku. That's K W A K U underscore Timmons. That's T-I-M-M-O-N-S. So my uh, handles on all of my social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is all the same. Boy, you took 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. That's my man. So you can follow me, Vincent Ellis White, on everything. So, yo, we are excited today. I know y'all can see we have a full house. Um, so I'm excited. We have uh, the lovely... Well, I'm gonna let them, actually I'm gonna let them introduce themselves because I know she probably got a better way of introducing herself than me. I'm gonna talk about how pretty she is and all that stuff. So <laughs> I need to go ahead and let her do her thing. So, uh, Michelle Mosby is in the building. How are you doing today? Oh, wonderful, wonderful, and I am thankful for the invitation. No problem. Glad to get you here. Are you going by Mimi? Do you want to do your whole name? What, what we need so, here? You know, it's funny because I say all the cool kids have a single name, right? Like Oprah. One name. Sade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mimi. Right. I do have a. <laughs> So we're gonna meet me. Okay, okay, okay. So Michelle Mosby is here. She's currently running for city treasurer. Absolutely. All yes. right. So we're gonna dive into a lot of things. I know y'all might just know certain or particular things about her, but we're gonna ask her a plethora of questions. Um, we're gonna go in. I did not give her the questions ahead of time. I know y'all wondering. Um, so and we have my son Jordan's here as well. He ain't paying attention, but he here. Um, Young superstar, so y'all keep yeah. eye on him. Um, Shanique is in the building, so we're going to actually get her to write an article on uh, Michelle and this podcast. I'm excited about this whole thing here. So first of all, um, I don't want you to dive too much into it because we're going to ask questions later on, but look that way and tell the people a little bit about you in regards to maybe a short synopsis of who Michelle Mosby is. Okay. Um, I am, once again, Michelle Mosby. Uh, I am a mother. Uh, of a millennial, uh, she just left. Pajama. <laughs> yes, um, I am the daughter of um, seniors. Uh, I am a business owner. Uh, have a business that I've had in the city of Richmond uh, for 15 years. I am an associate broker. I've been in real estate for 11 years, and I have a nonprofit that is geared to. Uh, uh, assisting returning citizens and decreasing poverty that I've had for nine years. And all of these businesses are in the city of Richmond. And um, I'm a servant. I love to serve people. Um, I love to see uh, people be better. Um, everything that, that my life um, revolves around is helping people to um, be all that they can be. And so um, I was just telling... It, what are we going by? Hoyt. Hoyt. Um, <laughs> hey, forget that again. <laughs> um, I was just telling Hoyt that, you know, I was on city council, um, ran in 2012. Uh, 2015, I became the president, our first black president um, of, of city, uh, a woman of, of city council. Um, and as long as there is a 26% poverty rate, the city of Richmond can expect to see me because I intend to keep serving. Mm. So that is where we are. Love it. Okay, now, so we got Mimi to my right. I was telling Mimi off air, I see her, y'all know her face already. I see her everywhere, and I have no idea what you do officially. I know you're involved in politics, um, locally, probably national and international, knowing you, but I know you're involved in politics. I can't tell you right. Um, but can you let the people know, or if, if it's going to forever remain a secret, let me know. But just, I want to know. Can you let the people know what you do, who you are, and how are you connected to Michelle? So I do have a 9 to 5 job. Okay. And I think it is kind of cool that people don't know my 9 to 5 job. <laughs> not because it's overly, it's nothing top secret or not, but that means, and that Michelle and I had this conversation earlier, it's because whatever pays my bills is not necessarily what I lead with. Mm. So um, what I do in this, I'm a conduit to the to the servants, right? Mm -hmm. So when public servants and elected officials knock, or when I see a need in the community, I stand in the gap. Okay. And something else pays most of my bills. Something else. <laughs> okay, so you say 
she said a lot and didn't give us the um, How are you connected to Michelle? So, um, I, I, I sometimes I like to think that everyone always knows somebody. So we're truly always less than one degree of separation uh, from uh, from being our neighbor's best friend. So. Um, I paid attention to Michelle without necessarily having to be in her inner circle when her past elections. I, like everyone else, was intrigued with the mayoral's race. I, like everyone else, was excited about a woman in leadership on city council. And in this time, when Michelle started to run for treasurer, we decided to go from two degrees of separation to zero degrees of separation. <laughs> <laughs> to zero degrees. And she tapped me and said, Mimi, I need you this time. And that was a quote. And I, I asked no questions about what that need was. We still haven't defined what that need <laughs> really? is. Um, but I've been rolling with her ever since. Rolling with her ever since. But, and uh, I want to just show this for the camera. If yeah. you all can zoom in yeah. on this. Definitely. Um, and I'll turn it over as well. Uh, you guys got this? Okay. Um, Miss Mosby. Yes. I want to say that it's just a privilege, a pleasure to have you on our podcast. For sure. You are an entrepreneur. You are your own, you know, you are a politician. You are just so much and more. So I want to know, with some of your with your diverse background, what inspired you to even get started in the political scene here in Richmond? Well, um, we can start with really the nonprofit um, piece of, the, uh, of what I do. Um Way back 2008 um, is when God gave me the vision of helping returning citizens. I had many friends <laughs> um, that had gone to jail, come home, and that was kind of where life was difficult. Um, I had one in particular, and I got an opportunity to, on a day-to-day basis, seek rejection. Um, me never have been incarcerated. I still don't like rejection. Rejection is still something that I have to wrap my head around. <laughs> and so um, I watched this person um, be, uh, come from being incarcerated. I watched them try to turn their life around. They had four children. Um, three of the children, I had to come live with me. Um, they were in city schools. Um, we, we transferred them to other schools. And I was mom for a moment. Um, at that time, they were trying to get employment, and I watched every day something would come, and they would stick it in the visor, and they, they would say, read this, and I would read it, and they say, unfortunately, based on your background, the answer is no. Till the visor actually couldn't hold the letters anymore. And so I said, okay, something has to happen. And so I started, tried to start, you know, the nonprofit tried to expand it, you know, so that it could help more than just this person. And the people that I called at that time, they were like, we're already good. We've got this in the city. We've taken care of the issue. Well, I'm saying, well, you can't take care of the issue because these people don't know where to go. They're still having the issue. And so um, it, it took me a while to get some things going. Um, as it related to the nonprofit, life happened. Um, at that time, I was uh, selling real estate, doing very well. The market crashed. Um, when the market crashed, um, sometimes it looks like a horrible thing, but it was the real thing that redirected me to the place that I'm in today. And so in being in that place, I was able to then have a conversation with the then council member, realize that I wasn't going to get the help there, and then what women do and get angry and run against him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's, That's awesome. what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> and so it was really, um, and I don't know if I want to use the word funny, but I will. Um, after being elected and calling the same people, it was, oh, how you doing? I'll help you. And so um, it, 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 it was the pusher for then getting into um, uh, public service and realizing that our educational system needed some assistance. Realizing that we had a poverty issue. It was just so many things that my thing was connected to. But at that time, I was focused on that one thing, but as a, as a public official deciding 
oh my goodness, it needs some assistance here. And so ran for office and that's where that's how we got here. So and what I heard in that, especially in the early part, is that it sounded like you found your divine purpose. Like, um, you know, and, and I use that often because I was going one way and then <laughs> something may have happened that I didn't necessarily see it as a great thing. But then later on, it led me to go another way and start to catapult from there. That's what it sounded like I heard you, you describing there. Exactly. I, I actually was headed to theology school. I was going to Union and I went, got my little card. And I was ready. Really? Yes. That, because that's what it. Michelle wanted to do. Right. And, I, and, and that's still something Michelle would like to do. But in that, God said, I there need you, you to do this. And I need you to do it on an expensive. And so, here we are. So, what I want to do is tie that into it. So, you found your divine purpose in being a public servant. You went and you made history. You know, first African-American woman, a city council president. Um, you know, you... Went and you had a mayoral run, and then I feel like you—I didn't see you in a while. I feel like you disappeared, and um, you know, oh, when, I bet you were. That's what I'm saying. It's November, though. Yes. Was it one month? No, 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 last year. It's just been t- t- eleven months. But have you heard that before? Somebody said you, you went away or something like that. No, 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 because the, it, it was like November was the election, and I think it was January that yeah. we decided. It took out well. Well, about, we decided to have a we were having a conversation. It was for, for one season by spring. Yeah, like it was go mode. It was <laughs> yeah. just, right. It okay, took a half a season. Yeah. So Tobacco. still, still, yeah. So one season yeah. away from one season. Yeah. Still on your divine purpose, and I tell people all the time that because we talk about divine purpose a lot on here, I tell people that that can change too. Um, in the sense of like you might. My example would be when I was writing a book and I released my book, I thought that was my purpose and it stopped there. Mm-hmm. Then I took it higher, did a play and other things, and it kept changing. Mm-hmm. And so with you, you made history, you went for the mayoral run after that, and then um, next thing you know, you're running for city treasurer. I think a better word is evolving. Evolving? Yeah, okay. because it doesn't necessarily, if you were an author and a playwright, they're all connected. It's not like you went to rocket science. It was all in the same lane and in the same vein. So Michelle's transition, she said two things. She said public service. She said divine intervention. So it's all a ministry of service, ministry. regardless yeah. of what the title is, right? So yeah. city council, uh, city council, a, a quest for mayor race, and now even in the treasurer's office, it's all. It's, it's still the same. It's still her opportunity to serve the Give city of Richmond. Like right there. Right? Because when we had the conversation off air, I was saying that everybody in their life, they have a macro vision. Mm-hmm. So we all have like this big vision. Right. But in order to get to that vision, it's a lot of tiny stuff. So right. like someone imagine this building, but you have to have and the course changes. You, you have know. to have the mathematics. You know, mm-hmm. you have to know the foundation. And then also um, a book I like to recommend is Mastery. Read it. One of my favorite books is that he talks about, um, he's used examples like Benjamin Franklin and many other people where you have different jobs that you think aren't related to your calling, mm-hmm. but there's something in that right. that you can oh, yeah. to use oh, yeah. for your calling. Absolutely. So the seminary, everything you've done in life has prepared you for to be the public ser- servant. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you deviated, and I definitely see that. Right. So what I want to ask you is city treasurer. What made you want to run for city treasurer, and what does that entail exactly? I remember when I went to your, um, was it your opening event? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you did was explain what it meant, because I don't know if you if people already asked you, what does that mean? But that was a question a lot of people had. There were whispers of that, even sitting in there, I heard some. So can you tell the people, can you can look right in their eyes, right there, <laughs> tell them what does it mean to uh, run for city treasurer, and what does that entail? Okay. Um, so uh, the city of Richmond treasurer, um, is a position that is paid for by our state. Um, however, it is located in the city hall. And so um, the treasurer's office today, if a person um, is called to do jury duty, then the payment that you would receive, the $30 check, that would come from your treasurer's office. And so um, it needs to expand. And so with that being said, um, the treasurer's office again sits in City Hall, which means it should service City of Richmond residents. And so um, we would think that a treasurer's office handles all of the financials for the Mm -hmm. city. Where over decades ago, um, the financials were moved into our finance director's office. And so 
that's being handled by our finance director, Lenora Reed, and her team. Um, for me, uh, being a former council representative, um, I believe that the treasurer's office should and can work cooperatively with the finance department. Um, I believe that we ought to take tax payments. Um, the uh, city council is moving forward as it relates to adding things such as tax amnesty. And so we need to be able to be uh, proactive in taking uh, tax payments um, as the finance does in, in room 102 or 100 or whatever the room is. Now, um, sidebar, some people will say, well, Michelle, that's redundant. We have offices that already take these payments. Well, m my thing about that is we are a city of over 200,000 people. Um, when I was on city council and still today, there are developers that are always building apartments. Um, we have um, the American uh, Warehouse on Jefferson Davis that will be building 145 apartments um, soon. I don't know if you read about that. Um, so that's growth in our city, as well as we're always talking about fixing our schools. So that's going to add families to our city. And so we're constantly growing. And so we need to be proactive with services rather than reactive with services. And so for me, it's not redundancy. It's being ready to service city of Richmond residents with working cooperatively with our finance department. Um, in that office, uh, we there was a time when we had uh, notary service. I believe we should have that service again. Um, we uh, have the social services department right across the street. Uh, many times they need things notarized. They need to be able to walk across the street and that worked for them. Um, not just them, but any resident of the city of Richmond. The service needs to be offered and be there. Um, there was a point in time where fishing and hunting licenses as well as passports um, were offered in this particular office. Um, but policies and laws changed. And so when policies and laws changed, uh, those things were pulled out of the treasurer's office. For me, what you have to have is an experienced person who is also um, connected to uh, our legislators so that policies and laws can be changed so that we can then add these services again for our city of Richmond residents. Um, when we talk about financial literacy for our young people as yeah. well as adults, I think that that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Today, to get an academic or standard diploma, you have to take financial literacy, but that's 10th grade through the 12th grade. I believe that we should do that's that true. earlier. Yeah. We should have a discussion between K through 12 and how we can begin to um, have our young people ready um, for their finances and, and what they do and so that, once again, is not something that your treasurer's office can do alone. That's going to take a resolution from your school board members in order to get it into our school system. And so today, I am the candidate, I am the person who has a relationship with our school board members to make that be so and has had conversations. Yeah. Um, when we talk about things such as uh, tax exemptions that our city offer for our seniors, um, our seniors need to know that. We need to market that better. We need to help them uh, take advantage of opportunities. And so therefore, once again, uh, because I am have been on the other side, it's going to take connections to expand this office. Um, when I decided to run, Miss um, Wilder had decided that she was uh, going to um, retire after 30 years. And so I was kind of wanting to have a conversation with her, see where she was after hearing that she planned to retire. Then I also heard that there was uh, questions about abolishing this uh, this uh, office. And so for me, those two things, um, for me, was a need. It was a need for somebody experienced. It was a need for somebody that is connected to ensure that we kept a treasurer's office. Our surrounding localities have a treasurer's office. We are the capital city. Yeah. How do we not have a treasurer's office? And so it was about making sure that the city of Richmond residents were served that we get the, the, the services in this office um, that are going to service the millennial, that's going to service the baby boomer, that's going to service the Generation X, and make sure that our city um, represents being the capital city like we should. And so, uh, and, and just so we know, I found out all of this information after the Democratic primary, and so I'm on the ballot as an independent because to me, need trumps everything else. And mm -hmm. so I got in the race.
Mm, should we snap or something after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <please. laughs> you mentioned you mentioned a uh, you mentioned a lot. I mean, we you gave us you disseminated a wealth yes, sir. of knowledge and information. We um, needed it recently uh, in lifestyle. We had an event called Emergepreneur, and the whole the uh, impetus for this conference was to uh, talk about the pragmatic part of starting a business. You know, financing, branding, and whatnot. Um, something you mentioned mentioned off camera while we were conversing was um, the Office of Treasurer about pointing people to those resources that may be needed for a small business owner or a minority business owner. So my question for you is, in your walk, in your career, um, back in 2001 when you started International Hair Salon, um, what resources were available for you and how did you use them? And are those resources still there and if they're not, you know, as treasurer, Will you be able to provide information and point people into the direction that they need to go in order to uh, start with financing and helping their small business? Absolutely. Um, when we talk about 2001 and me starting my business, I, I didn't have direction. I didn't have uh, anyone to help me understand the whole business license process. I didn't have anyone to say, go to room so-and-so. And even when I went to room so-and-so to get the business license, they gave me what I asked for. There was nothing else that helped to direct anything. Um, and so, yes, that for me is exactly what the treasurer's office should do. Um, when I was a council member, I had uh, really, really uh, good relationships with our minority business, as well as our economic development uh, department, because that is where funds, uh, grant funds, that is where small business funds, that is where uh, you can take classes for free in our minority business um, so that you can learn how to run your business. Many people know how to do a trade, but learning how to do the actuals to keep their finances together, to keep their business flowing, they do mm, not. Yeah. And so the city of Richmond offers these classes. But once again, as we talked about with the seniors, people don't know it. Don't and know so it. we've got to uh, get the information out there so people can get the assistance that they that they need so that they can become the great entrepreneurs that they, they have on the inside. And so, yes, that is what the treasurer's office should be doing. So Michelle, since this is a millennial show, I was telling I was telling Michelle and Mimi off air that um, most of our audience is female, um, millennials, age twenty five to thirty four. You say you're mother of a millennial, um, yes. and we, we can't even tell, you know, looking at you, <laughs> but just being a mother of millennial, um, and hearing that most of our audience are female, like how important? Or can you speak about the importance of? Uh, being a female in leadership and just being a female. I was talking to Mimi, she was explaining to me about there's other things that people don't see. You may deal with uh, extra scrutiny. You may, you know, be, uh, you're the face of all the women, so you can't make a mistake. I mean, so can you just speak to females on the importance of, you know, being in leadership and what that means for you? Um, yes, I'll, I'll say, I'll start with um, know who you are. I'm going to start there um, because if you don't, then ignorance can mess you up. Mm. And so for me, I had to know who I was. Um, I, I've received um, texts that say, your sister girl doesn't work for white people. Mm. I don't quite know what that means. Um, I, I had to laugh when I read it because when I was on council, to be elected to be president of council, it was five white people that elected really? me to be president of council. So I didn't quite understand the text, I like that. but I received the text. I like that. And so I would say to our millennials, know who you are. Be uh, be confident in your, in your you, whatever color you are. You be confident in your yeah. you. Um, and uh, whatever your, your passion is, whatever your thing is, um, find me if you can, email me, and let's talk about it. If I can help you to, to push yourself forward, that's what I want to do. I have a 27-year-old uh, young lady that has an online hair business. That's what she, that's her business. Yeah. And so it's teaching young people to have their business. This is what this thing is all about. Um, I might not dot the eye the way you think I should dot it. However, there is a myriad of people that need the way that I dot the eye. They, I like they, that. They, they need my way. I like that. Um, because your way might not be the way. And so I believe that I, I was put here with all of my me to help our young women to be the best them that they can be and to push forward. And I said, know who you are. And are you still a student, too? Like, it sounds like you're humble enough to, like, 
to make adjustments. You know, it's a lot oh. of people don't want to make adjustments. They think their way is the only way. Oh no, no, no. Let me let me tell you about running for president of council. So um, there is my and and I say this, and she's okay with it. This is my old white, white lady. lady. Yes, <laughs> uh, Kathy Graziano, who was a council member. She had been president of council um, for many years. She's been on council. And so when the discussion came up of me running for president, she came by my uh, office, my, <laughs> my salon, and she sat next to me and she said, let's talk. <laughs> and I said, okay. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> and so she gave me all the rundowns of what she didn't want to see. Mm. Yes, I need you to hold your neck when you want to give it to her. You hold your neck. (laughs) 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 And the things that she gave me was wisdom. And what she said at the very end, December 2016, when my term was over, was, you listen. You You don't have a problem listening. You take what someone That's says big. to you, yeah. and you try your best not to change you, but you try to but work still, for yeah. where you are. You are the president of council, and so that's what we need you to reflect. And didn't get offended. Absolutely. Right. No, I, I I need you. I need you like the other person needs me. And yeah. so that that's how we're going to be able to work this thing, is that we're in a place where no one knows everything. And right. if you think you do, that's where your problem starts. There you go. You're right there. Bam. And so um, I, I'm at a place where listening is good. Me and tell you, I ask me what that's you right. think. That's right. That's right. Right. No, that's right. <laughs> and, and I think that's a that's a sign of real leadership. Now sure. you can become in any industry. You can become very arrogant. You can start being very self absorbed, thinking that you have Especially all the answers. First, right. You got the keys stuff. to the city. Literally, <laughs> she's giving out keys to the city. You know. Um, so, but. In that, in that space, when she comes to say, what do you think? I need help here. I know I'm really good at this part, but our other sister friend is really good at that part. I need all of those parts yeah. to be able to write. You know, Richmond is an evolving city, mm-hmm. too. So, you know, it's about direct 50-50, mm-hmm. um, black to white. It's about, the, you know, the same male to female. Um, the biggest the biggest disparity is in wealth. That's a different conversation. But So that means you have to be able to... for a white man to receive what you're saying mm-hmm. and not just your homegirls and not right. this, right? Um, but and I, I mentioned to you off air, and Michelle can speak to this a black woman in leadership, whether that is education, business, politics, is held to a totally different standard Absolutely. than white women or men of any color, period. Let's talk um, about it. I remember seeing Michelle. <laughs> I went to all of the forums. So I was formed out with town halls. I was a, a star. I stalked them all. And afterwards, um, I would give Michelle a hug. You all right, girl? Don't forget to eat. You know, I didn't ask her about potholes or monuments yeah. or position or policy. It was about the person that I saw on stage. Um, girl, don't forget to eat. Because you can start running around and forget that, you know, really basic kind of stuff. That, that really basic kind of stuff. But when she sat on stage, someone was behind me and said, she needs to cross her legs. Or she, Michelle changes her hairstyle. Or, you know, she had blonde or curls. or And I looked at the men that was on that stage. On, it was man. like, he got holes in his shoes. His suit is too big. His shirt is too tight. His hairline is jacked up. But nobody had, but nobody, he didn't even shave today or he looked disheveled or you know, but no one had those conversations about them. Or even the man that had the nice suit on, you know, that wasn't the topic. Oh, he got a nice, nobody said that. What they said was, Michelle got a weave today or she was blonde last time and she doesn't look like her fly and I'm like but you are the guys that should be evaluating the words that's coming out of her mouth and so how she was held at a totally different standard and honest to goodness I never asked Michelle one time what was her position on anything on anything throughout the 18 months and I went to her campaign kickoff and I sat Mm -hmm. in the back with everybody else with the mayor and I observed all the way up to election day I never asked her one thing about that how, how can you even receive you it's hard for you to block those kinds of things when you have to be the one monolithic black woman for all 
200,000 of yeah. us across the city. Michelle became the person, Miss Lily, Queen Lily. I'll tell her to watch. You know, <laughs> same thing with her when she decided to get I said, that is so cool, Lily. Good. Go run for mayor, girl. Don't forget to eat. Drink your water. Take your vitamins. But, you know, because there's something different that women need, period. There is something different. If I told you guys I decided to um, ch- change careers and become that rocket scientist, sometimes I, you need that person to be your champion and to be your hero and to be your cheerleader and your keep it real person at the same time because yeah. they're going to come at you. Well, wait, you went to a black college. You went to little old Virginia State in my case, or Virginia Union in her case, or Norfolk State. That doesn't compete well. That doesn't compete well with the... With these, with, with the VCU, it doesn't. But I'm telling you, there is always a subtext to other things or how we start to divide and judge people. And in the same thing, when Michelle, you asked Michelle what she, what she, who she is, yeah. she led with being a mother first, right? Then and ask any other other. We don't know how many kids Jack had. We don't know how many kids the other guy had. Yeah. You know, those aren't the things. But you want to know about motherhood when it comes to Michelle. So there's always a sexist undertone, and in, in everything. And women have to really identify that as a journalist or as a business person. We mm. have to understand that that happens in every industry, and that we need to be each other's cheerleader. And, and if I could, um, and it's it's Mimi's biggest pet peeve. I was called a hairstylist and the this. I don't do hair. I'm right. in a salon. Right. I don't know how to do hair. No right. hair. But that was the way they portrayed right. me as if my my business was, was minute. Right. To mm. the other business. How is it different than a I'm business owner of a law firm? A business owner is a business owner. Yeah. But they had to give her um, a, a, a caveat. Put her thing in that talent. I was reading the article today and was all, mad all over yeah, again. I was mad all over again. You know, or the article actually said, and you was talking about financing when starting a business. He said, Michelle got her, her, her startup money from her dad. Okay, so... The resources, maybe maybe the resources weren't there <laughs> through the city, through minority business. And the fact that she had a dad, let's be quite frankly, in hey. some communities yeah. is to be applauded that he could give her the seed money. But you have to control your story, your narrative. Yes, yes. I'm like, but that they didn't say how that one started his law firm. Why was that even yeah. a question? You know what I mean? That Why? And, and people did the math. Wait, if her daughter's 27, then that mean, you know, oh, we don't yeah. do that. To, we, we do that to the woman candidate. We do that to, we did it to Hillary. We, yes. we, we do it locally. We do it nationally. Mm-hmm. We scrutinize them on a different way for people to talk about hairstyles and femininity and those kinds and of things. there's real issues right. going on. Yeah, right. yeah. That's right. I, just, I know we have other questions, but I just want to interject a, a comment. I know we were talking earlier, and I was asking you about the aspect of sexism and having experienced that, and that, that's a whole different topic. But looking at the 2016 election, when you have Hillary Clinton and you have Donald Trump, and you're looking at resume and credentials and experience, and I, and I say this, we talk about racism all the time. We hit, up, we hit racism on the head. We have we rally behind racism. We have all these protests. But what about sexism? It's just as old. It's just as bad. And what's worse is that we don't pay the proper attention to it. And it's so it's in our culture. It's so embedded in our culture. You can have two men having a conversation. If one guy is incompetent, it'll be because he's incompetent. But then if the woman is incompetent, it's because she's, she's a, a woman. woman. Right. And so we put unfair standards on women. And I think it's due because unlike racism. You can actually be celebrated for being sexist and yeah. nobody will say anything against you for it. And one of the worst things is look at that election. This country's so sexist mm-hmm. that someone that's an open bigot, an open whatever you want to call And we bigot, saw the proof. Saw it. Didn't Those matter. Before the and, day of the election. He won mm-hmm. against a far, like, I mean, Hillary, we'll Hillary Clinton is quantum leaps ahead of him. So Michelle has some thoughts on qualified versus credentialized. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wanted to add to that, like, you'd be surprised, too, how many women voted against Hillary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, how do you combat with that, like, with Nick? But I thought that women, even in my election, I thought, like, this was a moment in time. We had 18 candidates. We got down to eight and I was the only woman. Mm-hmm. How is it that somewhere in there, the women didn't say, you know what, 
Let's all rally together. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and because I can't tell you, had it been another woman, black or white, that my mind wouldn't have said, if, if, if she, to some degree, had the experience that I had, that had been on council, I believe that I would have said, I'm going that wrong. And support so, comes in a lot of different ways, right? So support is in donations, which you can go to www.mostgiftoftreasure.com. I'll tell you again at the end. But there's a lot of ways to support. You know, you know, you be living in technology. What I what I see from my perspective is people are afraid or you have to be able to tell them what's in it for them, and they're they're not willing to put. What they personally and morally know is correct beyond what is socially accepted. Mm -hmm. So you talked about sexism and Michelle being the only woman candidate when she ran for mayor. So how do you how do you talk about when two women run against each other, right? So now you take things off the table. And I'll be very honest with you. When Michelle said that she was running and I knew who her opponent was, it even goes. You have to break that thing down even mm -hmm. more. Okay, Michelle. Well. You know, your personality is a little bolder and you browner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the browner you are, mm -hmm. sometimes the reception to yes. you is different. Yeah. We can have a real conversation or we cannot. You can right. tell Do me it. which way you want to no, go. We right? real. So, it's, 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 it's a, colorism is colorism. so real. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything against anybody. I'm telling you that we are judged differently. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. say it's learned behavior or it's inherited behavior right. or it's social or environment. I'm telling you what is real. So I got you got to tell Michelle, well, Michelle, don't come off so hard because you can be more aggressive and another person can be more docile and the reception is different mm -hmm. that's a lot of breaking down to I mean we talking down to the finite now we talking about not just splitting verbs we splitting hairs at this point mm -hmm. about approach and that's the psychology of people and politics at the end of the day is a sales game is do you like me and mm -hmm. the part that i was concerned with michelle and all these candidates is how they internalize that one thing that Michelle said earlier was that I don't take rejection well. You know how painstaking it has to be to sit and watch returns come back through on election night to see if the people, their vote is a like. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We post the pictures for like, 150 likes. Yeah. Like my daughter says, 150 likes, right? <laughs> so so this whole, the, the whole society about acceptance, we see it on social media every day how we tear people up or a thumbs up or a thumbs down or in this case the mm -hmm. twist of a ballot means they like me mm -hmm. but and how you don't and so how do you not make this so personal how do you go home and and if you know you had a great town hall sometimes when she was like girl i did that tonight girl yeah. you'll be proud of me and sometimes you're like uh, maybe i should have approached that one a little differently mm -hmm. and how it eats you and how it could eat you up and people forget that there's a human behind hillary we talked about her bad there's a human behind mm -hmm. bernard i'm not sure if it's a human inside but, of trump or not but trump won't let you know right i'm not sure <laughs> if there's a real human inside of that but there's a human inside of uh, inside of michelle so so yeah. we have to be careful about venomous things that we say and how we put things like out. And, and, uh, absolutely, how we put things you out. like special words on this show. I like venomous. You like that one? Yeah. I'll come up with a couple of more. Give me, yeah, give me more. <laughs> But, the, but those things, but those things are very, very important. Michelle told me, and I, and I don't want to have to tell too much of your stuff, but she said, "I said, girl, you never talk about you're a real estate agent. Like that's a dope." admirable profession you don't talk about that she said while i was on city council asked me how many houses i sold mm. the sacrifice that she made mm -hmm. nobody is looking at that the sacrifice of service is huge right you going coming home at 10 o'clock at night even me and my roles you know in the community that you don't want to share with us well anymore. i do a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> i've been doing things for a lot of years but you know when my kids were in high school ordering pizza on the phone Michelle can attest to those types of things or coming home too hungry to eat or, you know, still having to do work at home after you leave work or the, the price it may play on your personal relationships. It's a price to all of this kind of stuff. Men don't necessarily like women who are too bold and too aggressive 
or make more money than him. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. That's a sacrifice of service. It's a sacrifice of service, too. That's important. So people can put on their flyers, the cute little kids and their husband, and make it look all rosy up and put a great filter on stuff. But, it's you know, there's some real truths behind all of that. So, and hearing that, and, and so that's great. I'm glad she, she broke that down so eloquently. So, <laughs> um, you know, I need to step back. Um, one, and so, actually, you ran into one of my questions. One of my questions was about the mayoral run and its impact on you um, personally, your brand and your goals. She talked about kind that of the impact. That was a good alley-oop. Right? Yeah, I love it. That's good. <laughs> that was I, um, I, so, just how, did, how was the impact on you? Um, I know we talked about not taking the rejection well, but just on you, your brand, and your goals, whether it's reevaluating, mm-hmm. how, how was the impact on you, if you don't mind talking um, about that? Well, when I talk about, let, let's start with rejection. Rejection is rejection. And I don't know anyone that really no wants way. to be rejected. And so um, I learn a lot of times to brush things off. I go home, I have my mama with God, and tell him to deal with them people. But when I finished with the mayoral race, I took a month, and I went to Texas with my daughter. Okay. And I enjoyed her. So why would I say you vanished? You act like I was just talking well, about that's a month. <laughs> <laughs> you really went away, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep going. I'm sorry. I did. I took a month. And but I was crazy. I, no, okay. well, I did. I took a month, and I went, <laughs> and I um, hung out with Misha um, because it was exhausting. It, it was truly exhausting. I was always on yeah. There is not an off moment. You're not off at CBS. So you can't, I was going to say, you can't go to Walmart at night and you're your not PJs. Off. You're, no. no, you know, you're, you're not off. Somebody you're always on. Um, and, and at that time, because TV is TV and you're always on, somebody's going to know that's Miss That's the lady. That's the lady. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it was uh, going away, having my moment in time with her because our lives was. For four years turned upside down and i was called and so it really meant misha had to be called yeah because misha had to watch facebook say stuff about her mother yeah she had to endure all of the everything that mimi said that people would say my baby had to look at it and then not react because she wanted to and I had to say uh, what I say to Mimi no no <laughs> let me out over there <laughs> um, it, it's going to be okay mm-hmm. and so after the month um, I went away with Misha I had some moments and um, stop drinking sodas and try to do some healthy things. Because oh, I've seen you. Yes. I've seen you. <laughs> you dropped it on Came back. Oh, yes. Blow up. Stop drinking those and try to do some healthier things. Um, and got back really full force into real estate. Um, okay. Because I love houses. I, I love helping people that would think it's not possible. I love walking them through possibility and the mm. reality. That's a, that's part of the it. service in and of itself. She's yeah. still helping people even through homeownership. Yes, I love it. And I you know, know. I, I, and I, I think that guy, I mean, she already mentioned it, but it definitely got overshadowed because I got to the point, I forgot you did real estate because it was, yeah. your name was just yeah. out there for everything else, but you got back to the real estate. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. yes. Um, because the entire four years where someone would say being a city council representative is part-time, no. Right. I don't know where they really, how they really see that. There is a meeting after a meeting after a meeting. Other than the meeting you see on the second and fourth Monday, no, there's a whole lot of meetings in between there. Plus, if you're going to service your constituency, then you got to be available. And so um, it it was really for me a full-time job, making sure that things happened. Um, And so once again, January, I left with, with, with Misha, came back in February, got myself reacclimated back into that whole real estate. Um, and I have a listing at 1417 Mechanics Filter. <laughs> anybody that's looking, it's 169. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and so getting reacclimated back into that and then um, finding out once again about the treasurer's position and then having a conversation um, with our, our current treasurer. 
and finding out that she's saying, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm. And so I decided to do some show with y'all. Let's get it. I love it. Let's get back into service. So I think, uh, you know, the listeners in London, Singapore, New York, Atlanta, Richmond, South Richmond, Northside, all these places. Um, (laughs) You know, I think they have a good grasp. And, you know, we like to kind of bring a little levity to our conversations here on Talk. So you mentioned a very good point when you were speaking about Miss Mosby here. You said one of the sacrifices is that when you meet men, they can be intimidated (laughs) with women that make more money, they have a better career, etc. So my question with you is... Do you have an issue when you may be a nice young lad and you may want to cut young And you know, you're like, hey, he seems like a nice person. Let's get coffee. But maybe he's intimidated because you're Michelle Mosby. You're, you own a nonprofit. You know, you're a real estate broker. You own a hair salon. You're a politician. You know, how much does your reputation and everything you accomplish maybe help or hurt you, you know, when you may meet someone new. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. I, I think... They all in your business. Let me know. Go ahead, girl. I do think that men are intimidated a lot with all that I have going on. Um, and so, I'm not sure if a lot of times I'm even approached because I have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you saying it just because you're fine? No. <laughs> I'm saying that I can get approached and then they'll find out I'm Michelle Mosby. And it's just too that's much too to much. handle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole lot to, to, to deal with. But it's, to me, you knowing who you are. Mm. The same as what I would say to a woman, young woman, know who you are. A man has to know who he is. Mm. He has to be confident, confident. in who he is. Uh, he, he, he can't be, his confidence in me can't be nothing until he's confident in who he is. Mm. And so um, I haven't met, I guess, the guy that's confident enough to be in him and whatever he has going on to understand that what I have going is a compliment to him as well. Well, one thing I know about Michelle and all of my friends, uh, the the women in my life are... About women who leave. Are you kidding me? These women women in this city and the the people that I know from across the country, they epitomize women in leadership. It's just a phenomenal group. And me, because I think, like, low-key, I'm a social science. I'm like... But I I pay attention to the men. I ask one of our, our, our girlfriends all the time, like... Well, damn, dang, dang. Um, <laughs> what does it take to be a right, man. right? What does it take to be a man who loves a lady who leads? That's a whole different kind of thing, right? Yeah. And but one thing I know for sure about Michelle and many of my other girlfriends, regardless of what you see as as authentic as that may be, I think that she knows at the door she checks her she take her stilettos off, mm, and with that, the role reversal can absolutely. happen. In an intimate relationship that's different than Mayor Mosby or Treasurer Mosby so or ready. Council <laughs> oh. or Councilwoman Mosby. I love it. I love so it. men need to understand that maybe the facade of the woman that you see, the exterior, is not who she is at home. You'll be surprised these boss up women that's baking cookies. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love seriously, it. I love seriously, it. seriously. Seriously. years, and my mother calls my daddy. Daddy. <laughs> And 54 years. 54 years. Awesome. And my mother loves on my dad. And yeah. that's what I've known is watching her love on my dad. And so. And it got to be some of that back to oh, last for 54 I, years. It, right. It, it, right. It's reciprocated. They have this thing. And, and, and for me, it's having the thing. Um, no, I, I want to walk in the door taking off. Whatever that thing is, I need to take that off. Treasure mm-hmm. Mosby at the door. Yes, right. Treasure Mosby and all of Speak that. I like the that. business <laughs> needs to shut down for me at a certain hour because we're going to have some moment. So Michelle, what do you do for fun? Like you, you it sounds like you said always on. I heard you say that. You doing real estate and 
own the hair salon, you run it for city treasure. What do you do for fun? What's fun to you? Um, and don't say work. What do you do for well, fun? No, no. I, I'm, I'm a I'm a church person, and so I really like attending church services. Okay. Um, I like bowling. There we go. Okay. Um, I love movies. Okay. You um, sound like Christian Mingle. Wait a minute. <laughs> When I'm in campaign mode, I'm in it. Okay. And so this is the mode I'm in today. Today, November 7th, is going to be victorious. And so I have to do my part to ensure that it's victorious. And then after that, I'm waiting for God to send. Yeah, to get him started. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Just a very short question. You gotta get it. It ain't short. <laughs> Save me. You over that one. So, in your positions, how do you feel if you were to encounter a man who may have more notoriety than yourselves? Would that make you feel awkward? That's hard to do around here. Everybody knows Michelle. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I can't say that I, I think that that would be an issue. Um, I think that I'm confident enough in who I am. Um, that we can walk tall and wherever we're going, whatever that place is that we're entering, I think it's going to be good. And so, so let me let me switch gears before we get back to telling people why they need to vote for you. Um, I want I want to switch gears. Once we get this, I told her switch from where we're going. But one more question, I definitely want to hit on. I wanted Hoyt to hit it, but I think Hoyt is is sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take on host here. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on the Vegas tragedy that happened. Um, the tragedy happened in Las Vegas with the shooting, and um, maybe thoughts on gun control. And lastly, um, just on Puerto Rico and how Trump's been handling that. I, I, I don't have a lot to say about what Trump does because I think Trump is not handling anything too well, but uh, I'll do the best I can. Um, gun control, for me, is the people uh, voting correctly. And, and, I, and I, I must say, when we talk about um, the way that the lines are drawn, lines are drawn so that people can, or, or uh, legislators can keep their seat. Let's say, if I can say it that way. Um, I believe that the people have to begin to stand up and understand that your legislator is a big reason why gun control is gun control. Um, I hear a lot of times people say, you know, I've, I've gone over to the General Assembly and they're fighting for something, but I, I just believe it has to be a bigger movement. I, I really do. Um, I think it has to be a bigger movement in areas um, where the R is the dominant. How we do that, I don't know. But we really need to um, do something as it relates to legislation. Um, I believe that if you are a child, let's say you're in school and you are <coughs> diagnosed with whatever and they have you on medication at the school, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's not the question today. Today is that the children, let's say, go to the office clinic, they take medication. And they've done that up until 18, let's say. Then after 18, the law says no one can determine whether you take it. Right. I'm not sure how that works for us. And so if we can't do anything with that, we can't force you as an adult to do that, then we have to do something with background checks and not just do a background check. I think we should do them more regularly um, and do a mental check as well. I was thinking mental health when you yeah, were talking well, about We're that. talking background mental as well so that 
we can kind of know what went on to some degree because if there is an issue up until 18 for me the issue doesn't stop at 18 but the law says there's nothing we can do to make you do anything about your issue so if we don't have anything in place that says we can at least look to see what's going on so that we can control your purchasing of guns, then I don't think that we're doing due diligence as lawmakers. Just just being a devil's advocate, is that evasive though? Once they become adult, is that evasive uh, being able to look into their background once they become adult to be able to see or it, 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 it's certain circumstances that you would think? I would say to keep it in a place where it's equality for all is that it's just equality for all. Because I don't think mental health has a name or or, or or the fact that you're wealthy or you're not or you're impoverished or you're not or you're black or you're white. Um, I, I, I think there was a shooting with the senator, a stabbing with one of the senator's was, son yeah. um, with a mental illness. There's no name, there's no cause or reason or rhyme for a mental illness. Right. And so we've got to figure out What's more important, evasive or the issue? And 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 I know that it may be complicated, but for me sometimes you got to go past that place. And so for me as a lawmaker, I, I, I believe that we need to, to, to put some things in place so that we can see some things, <coughs> make some, some types of changes. Now, I'd love to hear her thought process because she's missed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would like to hear. So, I'll give you guys, I'll toss t- another thing in. I was in Charlottesville when mm-hmm. Charlottesville became just Charlottesville. So, yeah. On um, <laughs> August the 12th. And, it's, and then when I was walking with my good friend, that's the vice mayor, and I saw people in our open carry state with rifles and shotguns walking up mm-hmm. on, on, on their live, street. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm thinking... That was, one, a complete form of intimidation. They just, because you have the right to, doesn't mean that you ought to, right? And I said, well, who they hunting (laughs) in the middle of broad daylight? So what's unfortunate, and, you know, two things always uh, come back to me, is one is about economics and it's about about race. And those are things that are are very uncomfortable people talking about. But who's buying 30 semi-automatic weapons? It's not May May. <laughs> it's not Jamal. And it ain't Bunquita. It's mm. not. Who it is, is a, a set of good old boys. So why it's difficult to change to gun control is it because it's them and it's, it's them. what they like. Yeah. And it's what is catered to a, a whole different, different demographics. demographics. And even as horrific as Oklahoma City is, as Texas, uh, 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 they stab and not just. Um, the, the senator's son from mental illness, but actual legislators have been attacked. But, um, but it's still, we still live as a minority in this country. They're not concerned about gun control in Gilpin. Yeah. It becomes an issue when it's gun control in Vegas. Right. It's yeah. not an issue about gun control of handguns in 45, because those are African-Americans and minority that typically hold it. It becomes an issue when hundreds of white people die. But in our Richmond City streets, we have black and brown people that die by the dozen, and it's not a conversation. So as people that are connected locally, how we need to look at not just the NRA, and I have friends that's on the top of the ballot, too, that are addressing these issues. It's not just about gun control from that level. It's gun control at our city level as well. How are you getting the hands? Petersburg is five five shootings, one resulting in a murder. Five <laughs> murders in Petersburg is a very big deal of yeah, a population okay. of only thirty thousand people. Yeah, that's yeah. the size. That's the size of the ninth district. That's the size of the fourth district. So, so we talk. We can have the, a bigger conversation about the NRA, but what are we doing about gun control in the city of Richmond and getting out the hands of black and brown people that are impacting crime on black and brown people? That's all linked to poverty. Every one of them is linked to poverty. When the when the chief of police says that something happens in the courts that doesn't happen in the West End, he's alluding to the fact 
that there's an economic disparity amongst crime. And I'm telling you who carries a semi-automatic versus who carries a nine is a race issue. And yeah. that's an economic issue. And for me, that's the better topic than what the NRA is doing. But, and, and, and if I can intertwine, the policies and laws, and, and I believe that I've heard the chief say something to the effect of, let's say Mimi owns a gun. Mimi leaves the gun in her car and the gun is stolen. Yep. There is no law that says that Mimi has a certain time to report it stolen. Mm. Oh, it's guns. It's how guns get into the hands of people. It's right. all different. We can gift guns. The, the gun laws in Virginia are not stringent enough yeah. because the lawmakers favor the size of the NRA. I could tell you coming to a commercial very soon, a, legis uh, a candidate at the top of the ballot is was wanting to put out their endorsement by the NRA and stop short of the Vegas shooting. So that's the politics. Now nobody wants to necessarily be tied to saying I'm down with mm -hmm. guns being rampant or accessible, right? So it's all it all has a political play, but she is going to drop the commercial once it kind of dies down some. I'm telling you she is, right? <laughs> so she will have that commercial area, but it's not popular right now. So we have to not just have these conversations conversations when it's topical or popular but we need to have them all the time right yeah. um, so it shouldn't take a senator's son to have to right. talk about mental illness it shouldn't have to take Vegas to talk about gun, gun control. control it should not have to take every day that we would fall asleep with your TV on and when you wake up to the news it's talking so about another shooting mm -hmm. in, in the city and I went to Dinwiddie County High School and at my school they hunt they went hunting before school right Mm -hmm. When the school is in the truck, you know, it's outside in, you know, parking lot, but, right. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean. So I've canvassed with Michelle um, in different areas of the city. She had an opportunity <coughs> to talk to thousands of people when she knocked on the doors. And when you have, mm -hmm. when you come to a person's door, you never know what they may tell you. You right. can get a testimony, you can get a curse out, you can get mm -hmm. a cheer. Mm -hmm. How many times when, so in, in this office, this role of treasurer, when somebody walks in to get a, a hunting license, maybe there's yeah. another conversation to be had. When they come in to get a, something notarized, and while you're waiting, you have this organic thing that starts to happen. So what Michelle said about being able to expand services is absolutely an opportunity to, if you have an opportunity to touch one citizen in the city of Richmond, you also have an opportunity to change that person's trajectory or to understand well, you came here for a notary but while we're here having a conversation you also told me about what you saw last night right so then you become now a conduit to public safety oh you came here to get your taxes done or have a to, to come to a class but while here I learned this other thing is happening with you too so that's the expanding role of that's the opportunity that she has to expand the role and to have those kinds of conversations the, the good ones and the difficult and the ones. I actually had to put um, the um, this is a, a, a gun-free zone on my door of my salon Really? Because I oh. yes, uh, because I had I got a new uh, person to work there, and his customers just was coming in. I mean, with stuff, and so the stylist was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Mm -hmm. we, we don't know who's licensed. We don't know." The salon on the good side of the south side. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it, it was causing them angst because people were just walking in the door, just coming in, and and so I had to put. So if you put the sign up in the free zone that. That trumps them being able to carry openly. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Because it's a business, not business. Your business doesn't gotcha. allow it, right? Right. So I, I just want you to um, just let let the people know why they should vote for you. When is the vote? Um, we'll talk about how important it is, and we'll finish off with that. Okay. Uh, make sure you take a look at them, man. We and we um, All right. like that piece. November seventh is the election. Um, once again, um, you've heard a lot. Um, there are two candidates running. Um, three. Oh, three candidates running, sorry. <laughs> three candidates running. Um, we've talked about our president. We've talked about uh, his running mate. Um, I mean, we've talked about Hillary running. We've talked about one that did not have experience. And they're, they're in the office today. And we can see what's happening without the experience necessary to be president. And so I'm saying that if we do that again, with our treasurer's office. 
<laughs> if we choose the inexperienced, <laughs> um, then that to me is a disservice to the residents of the city of Richmond and to the office of treasurer. And we are the capital city. We deserve a functioning, evolving, efficient treasurer's office. And so I am asking for your vote on November 7th. Um, you can go to mosbyfortreasurer.com. Um, you can support me with donations there. Um, I did it. There you uh, go. Yes. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are, uh, I need uh, Volunteer. poll workers, volunteers, um, and, and my email address is mosbyfortreasurer17 at gmail.com. You can send me an email and tell me, yes, Ms. Mosby, I would love to help you. Um, if by any chance you lose the information that has um, been shown to you, um, I know that many of you in 2012 and in 2008 voted for Barack Obama. All I'm saying is, remember what his wife's name was. Mm. Everybody knows it's Michelle. <laughs> oh, Michelle. <laughs> oh, November 7th. Yes, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, this is, I feel like there's so much more we could talk about, but we want to try to keep the podcast you know, limited. But what we're going to do is... um. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push it heavily. Um, I want to get some of your flyers. Try to put them at the job too, okay. if I can. And uh, man, I'd love to have y'all back at, on a on a. But no, very humble to have you all here, both of y'all. Um, he wanted to talk about christianmingle.com <laughs> 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 no, I appreciate it um, can you share with them where they can follow you on social media before we go absolutely um, is it Michelle R. Mosby on Facebook um, also uh, Miss Edmonds help me help you on Instagram and Twitter um, I didn't change it because I have a lot of followers. So you got to get more popping on Instagram too. I know, I know. I'm working on it. I'm, 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 I'm working on it. Okay. Um, so, um, I think that that's so she has three Facebook pages. One is at capacity with five thousand friends. So, uh, <laughs> um, so she's there, and you actually can just put at um, vote Mosby in the search engine, and her um, Facebook, Facebook page. pages come up. I can't follow you. Um, you can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so she, she's got on Instagram. Actually, if you Google me with my real first name, I come up. So Google. But I am Mimi the MVP on Instagram. Y'all know how Beyonce has her Sasha Fierce. <laughs> 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 Alright, y'all. Uh, um, you can follow me, Vincent Ellis White, on everything. Again, continue to follow uh, M Talk the Millennial Show. Follow M Lifestyle for all updates. And we're going to have an article coming soon on Michelle Millennial yes. Show. Be on the lookout. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Also, go. you can follow me on everything. Hoy Kuwaiku Timmons. And uh, on Instagram, it's Hoy underscore Kuwaiku underscore Timmons. So better right. than following me, I like for people to follow the hashtag. And you not just see me, but you see all of my dope women friends, too, at hashtag ladies who lead. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, y'all, on that Thank note. Thank you. <laughs> Peace.